This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. Thank you for letting us be a part of your Sunday morning. Saturday morning, too. That was yesterday. We didn't say it then, but we're saying it now. Say to you, good morning, Georgia, at the morning. top of the hour. And uh, good morning to you folks in the North Druid Hills area. North Druid Hills? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you ain't got nothing for that, do you? <laughs> uh, North Druid Hills, uh, let, let's see. They got the... Um, Zuffy's uh, used to be there, then it moved around the corner up the block. No, when I think North Druid Hills right now, I'm thinking getting off the exit and right there, the Hawks got their workout complex there at Emory. Man, that whole area, if you get off, if you're going north on, on 85 and you get off and you make a right, that whole access road where Guitar Center used to be, now it's all hospitals. Yeah, it's children. Children's children's hospitals, man. I used to live over there. It was nothing other than Guitar Center and a McDonald's. Now that whole area, all, all built up. Yeah. But if you go the other way and you hit Buford Highway, you make it right, you go down there where Shelby's is. Okay. Shelby's get your hair done. And and, and that is the home of where, you know, we we, always talk about off the hook right now and KB and them. That's where where I met Carl. Okay. Carl and, 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 uh, Oh, geez, some knuckleheads in there. <laughs> I mean, I love – I say that in a good way. Yeah. Uh, Day T, Jay. Oh, man. But anyway, um, I wanted to say to you on this day, on this 21st day before we bring our guest on here, that this was the birthday – or excuse me, this was the day that Bambi was released. Really? The Disney movie. Now, I'm not bringing this up because of – that movie, and I don't think I've ever seen that movie from top to bottom. Me you? either. Me either. I don't, Eric, you seen Bambi from top to bottom, the Disney movie? I have seen it from top to bottom. I've got nieces and nephews, and I get, I got the, you, I get yeah. the whole realm of Disney and Pixar's and things like that. Well, the reason I brought it up is because bringing this to the NFL, there was an NFL player, a Hall of Famer, as a matter of fact, and I'm asking you, Eric. Sam, you probably know this, but yeah, I'm asking Eric. What Hall of Fame NFL player's nickname was Bambi? Do you know who that is? Hall of Famer? There's a Hall of Famer whose nickname was Bambi. If I can get one clue, give me No, no, you ain't getting a clue. Come on. Because Sam knew who I was talking about before I finished the question, right? I got nothing. All right. Now, this is how I lead into our guest. John John Nelson. We're working on him? Whoa, whoa, whoa. So... I'm going to have to give you a audible. Okay, okay. John sends his apology. Something came up, and he can't join us. However, I am not going to let you down. So I still need the answer to your question. But without further ado, and maybe our new guest, because we're going to talk Atlanta United, maybe our new guest can answer this question. So without further ado. Look at this. He's got 
please welcome to the show the voice, the play-by-play voice of the Atlanta United and our esteemed leader, Mr. Mike Conti. Welcome Whoa. to Sam and Greg. Whoa, uh-oh. Wow. Wow, man. <laughs> Yikes. We couldn't feel more special. <laughs> Live uh, and direct from Columbus, I, I, Ohio. Does this cover like, so now this is like the equivalent of our meeting on Wednesdays? We can do this now? Well, yeah, if you want. <laughs> no, man, Mike, thanks, no, buddy. I, 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 I feel like I never get to be on your show anymore, so uh, th- this is an honor. I, I, it's too bad John uh, had to cancel. I hope everything's okay, but more than happy to step in. And as far as Bambi is concerned, uh, was Merlin Olsen nicknamed Bambi? No, no. no. no? Think, no. think about somebody who has the bounce of Bambi. That would go to a that would go to a skill position. Anyway, the answer is okay. Lance is Lance Allworth. Yeah, Hall of Famer, uh, you, wide receiver, San you, Diego you, Chargers. Yeah, you could have given me a million guesses, and I would not have gotten that. <laughs> I didn't even know Lance Allworth was in the Hall of Fame. So yeah, I, I, yep. yeah, we, is, we is would it. have been guessing a long, long time on that. That's what that's what we do on the show. See, it's been a while since you've been here. Greg is full of insignificant information, so we just throw it out there, buddy. <laughs> Hey, good morning. Listen, we, we talk about you, it seems, every week when we talk about your calls. Before we get to the team, how's your voice holding up? Oh, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. I, I actually, you know, I got COVID earlier this summer, and that took my voice for uh, like a solid week, which was really a blessing for everyone other than me. Uh, but it, I, I think I'm good now. Uh, you know, I, I never really uh, – Uh, As you guys know, I never really hesitate to use all of it when uh, exciting moments happen. So, uh, you know, we'll hope for more of that tonight. Uh, We didn't get a lot of that on Wednesday, so we'll hope for more of that tonight. I want to know how Sam Crenshaw's voice is doing because Sam has probably been on this radio station more than anyone else over the last 48 hours. (laughs) Uh, Doing fine, hanging in there for now. We got this final hour. We're going to do just fine with it, Mike. But uh, glad to hear your voice. And um, I, I, you know what, I'm listening to you because you always come on the various shows and you talk about what's happening with Atlanta United. Um, and obviously there's a great deal of disappointment because this team originally was set up uh, with so much talent and so much potential and possibilities. And right now we're shaking our heads and wondering thank how you, we got you, to this you. point. Um, you know, thoughts about where this team is and, and what, it, what they could possibly do. Yeah, I mean, where they are right now is uh, not a really good position. They're 13th in the Eastern Conference. They're they're not, like, incredibly far below the playoff line as far as number of points they would need to earn to get over the line. But the problem is they need to jump six teams to get over the line, and they need to do it in the span of nine matches, which I think is a, a really, really difficult ask. They've put themselves in a position now where – they're probably going to have to re- win all four of their remaining home games and win at least twice on the road. Well, they've only won once on the road all season. So they, they've really put themselves in a, a position where they're going to have to do something they haven't done all year, and I don't know if they can. Um, injuries have, without question, Sam, been a huge, huge reason why they are where they are right now. I, I don't think anyone can deny that when you lose Brad Guzan for the season, when you lose Miles Robinson for the season, when you lose Osvaldo Alonso for the season, and then you, you lose Emerson Hindman and Brooks Lennon and Ronald Hernandez for a significant time, um, and, and even guys like Joseph Martinez for a significant time, even though he's back now, that's going to have an impact. 
uh, and it's going to force you to deploy players and lineups that you did not plan to have to deploy when you were assembling this team. So that that's a huge reason why they are where they are right now. But I, I think now that they're getting relatively healthy, what we're seeing is some of the pieces that have been assembled here are very, very talented. They're good players, but the uh, the puzzle pieces may not fit as precisely as maybe you would hope. And I, I think you're seeing that especially in, in the final third and the attacking third where it just feels like there's there's still indecisiveness, there's a lack of chemistry, there's players that are in each other's way, and it just doesn't look very fluid, and it doesn't look very good. Uh, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, because so many guys have been hurt, you haven't been able to develop the continuity that you wanted to develop to avoid that problem this year. So, bottom line, Sam, this team's going to have to get really, really hot to make the playoffs. I don't know if they can do it. If they do end up making the playoffs, uh, they will have earned their way in because they're going to have to play out of their minds to get there. You know the voice. It's the play-by-play voice of Atlanta United. Joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And I apologize. I was going back and forth with our producer, Eric, if that got over the air. So, again, apologies there. These guys come off a match with Red Bulls where it was a very, very physical game as they get ready for today's matchup against Columbus. Talk about this team, and will the approach be the same, or what does Columbus bring for that 5.30 start? Yeah, a completely different approach by Columbus. They're not a pressing team like the Red Bulls. Uh, They're going to give Atlanta United space to play. Uh, You know, Columbus, basically, everything funnels through Lucas Elrayon. And, uh, you know, chances are if they create a goal-scoring opportunity today, Elrayon is going to have a hand in it, uh, either as a goal or an assist. So it's going to be a much different type of match. I think it'll be, at, at least initially, more wide open. The problem you don't want to get into is to score an early, or to give up an early goal against Columbus, as Atlanta United did when these teams played in May. If you do that, then Columbus is going to bunker. They're going to put everyone behind the ball, and they're just going to try to suffocate you and make it a 1-0 win. Um, one of the other factors that I think is going to be a huge factor tonight or this evening is the weather. Uh, there are thunderstorms. We had really nasty weather yesterday. We actually had a really, really scary flight into Columbus yesterday. They tried to land in a thunderstorm. Uh, they had to uh, 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 cancel the landing at the last minute. We had to go around. It was very, very frightening. Uh, it has been raining and storming really since we got here, and it's supposed to continue through the night. So that's another factor, too. I mean, if this is one of those matches where you're going to have a couple hours worth of weather delays, that impacts everything as well in the same way that it would impact the a rain-delayed baseball game, and conditions will be a factor, too, with how wet and soggy the pitch will be. So a lot of things are setting up this evening against Atlanta United, things they can't necessarily control like the weather. But I do think, at least initially, this is not going to be as physical a game uh, for Atlanta United tonight as maybe it was on Wednesday against New York Red Bulls. Folks, we are pleased to be spending time on the waitforit.com hotline this morning with uh, the play-by-play voice of Atlanta United, Mike Conti. And he is social. You can follow him on Twitter at MikeConti929, at MikeConti929. We had one of these bad weather experiences in Columbus before in the past, didn't we, Mike? In the past, uh, like, underwater? More than once. Yeah. Yeah, more than once. And, and in fact, uh, you know, the most notorious was in 2019 where the field flooded. You're right. Uh, they decided to play through it because it was like 33 degrees and thunderstorming, and 
they were worried if, if uh, they didn't complete the match, it would start snowing, and then we would be in real trouble. Uh, so they played through it, and the referee from that match is the referee again tonight, which um, I'm kind of shaking my head at. So I feel like every time we come to Columbus, we have a weather problem, and uh, I'm I'm concerned that we might have more weather problems tonight. Uh, I don't know how much time we have here, Mike, but I and I don't know how deep of a dive you can get into this, but I'm always curious when you have the hometown teams going through something, and these guys aren't having the season that they're having. I don't want you to like bring out any kind of locker room conversations, but at least on the flights that you guys have taken together, is there ever been throughout this season, you know, one of the leaders stand up and, and, and say some things or, or, or just sort of change the mood of the flight or just the body language of the team. And who is that person normally, if it's not the, the coach? Yeah. And that's tough because the, the guy who would be doing that would be Brad Guzan and he's out injured. Um, it, it, it just again, Sam and Greg, I, I don't, I cannot tell you that I have been around when anything like that has happened. I have not witnessed that, but I'm sure it has occurred at some time. Um, and that's, that's one of the, the kind of tricky challenges that you're dealing with right now is you're, you're switching captains every week because um, your captains are all getting injured. So you know, that person likely would have been a Brad Kuzan, maybe an Osvaldo Alonso. Alonso hasn't been around the team. Brad is on this road trip. Um, you know, the team is, is bringing Brad Kuzan on this road trip, and they brought him on a couple others because they want him around, uh, you know, just to be a part of everything and, and to provide a little bit of leadership. But it's tough to do that when you aren't playing. Um, so, look, I, I think all of these guys in general – Greg are very, very uh, frustrated, disappointed, sad that they're in the position they're in right now because they had much higher expectations for themselves. The only thing you can do is take it one match at a time and, uh, you know, move on from the disappointment of Wednesday, try to get something positive tonight, and then try to build off that next week when you play against DC. What you don't want to do is let, you know, any kind of lingering hangover from the Red Bulls match affect the way that you played today. Uh, and these guys are pros. I, I don't think they're going to have uh, allow that to happen. I think the issue is right now you evaluate Columbus and Atlanta United and who is the better team. And right now you probably have to say it's Columbus. And they're playing at home in a league where it's really, really difficult to win on the road. So it's going to be very tough. It's not something, Greg, that I think can be solved with a locker room speech to answer your question. Wow, and that's the thing. We're hoping to find some type of answer to try to get some things going with this team. Mike, we hope he gets uh, hear some good news. We'll be listening in for you, call you and Jason Longshore uh, coming up this evening. Can't wait to hear. Let's bring him back a win. Yeah, even, man. Even through the rain or whatever's falling up there. And uh, <laughs> thanks so much for getting with us, spending some time. This is a pleasant surprise. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, this was fun. And uh, Sam, great job with you and Coach yesterday on Corky Cal. Really enjoyed listening to it. Thanks a lot. We had a lot of fun doing it. Our whole crew had a lot of fun doing that yesterday. Good. There you go. Mike Conti, play-by-play voice of Atlanta United, up there for Columbus, which you can hear right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Coming back, we are going to talk baseball. Braves, Corey McCartney from the Diamond is the show. You can hear him on later today. 
with Grant McCauley, but we're going to talk about this young team and what they're doing. Going to finish things up with Houston later today. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Sam and Greg on this mon- uh, Sunday morning. Would it be something if it was Monday morning? Yeah. Uh, so you might not even know what day it is given the week you've had. You've been just like running up. <sighs> I tell you, you really like that tune. Day. I tell you, really like that tune. Garrett Chapman just came through the door, heard that tune on, and he had to break a little move that when he did heard he did do a little oh, yeah, pop locking? Yeah, he Garrett? did. Oh, oh, my goodness. Garrett, there you go. Get down there and do a little moonwalk. <laughs> on this 21st day of uh of august um first of all i want to thank uh eric slaughter our producer for uh, getting mike conti for us man because again we were planning on getting uh having john nelson and we look forward to having john back with us yes we do but he may he reached out to the dude who's sitting up there in ohio right now but a whole lot of rain around <laughs> the that... way it sounds oh man so yeah. want to thank mike for that um well we have for... a better outcome than last time we were up there with all that rain yeah See, I didn't even know about – I mean, I had forgotten about that. That yeah, field being the way it is. Yeah, weather up there, man. They played in a – they call it a quagmire. It, it, yes. it was. It, it was It was <laughs> giggity, that. Giggity, giggity. Yeah. Um, he, Corey liked that one. <laughs> Our little family got you on the show. That's pretty good. <laughs> Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Sam, you don't know if you know this, but he is doing double duty, Corey McCartney is. He was with us yesterday while you were gone. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, And man. back again? He's back again. That's how much we want his knowledge. We want to find out what he thinks. Now, we've got a whole nother day, a whole nother sample of what these Braves can do against a team, one of the top teams in the league, and you get down. You have that intestinal fortitude that brings you back. You saw a pitching duel. Strider was, was pitch for pitch with, with Houston. And, I mean, it went late into the game, and they matched them when the runs came in. And yet, I'll let Corey take it over from here. What they showed you in extra innings, isn't this the kind of win that teams who win championships get? Absolutely. And I will say I had to come back on today because I did not get to hear Sam say that I was social, so I had to come back on today. To order to get <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> but if you look at what – I mean, think about this – and you look at the, what happened last night in this one over the Astros in extra innings. Ronald Cooney Jr., Dansby Swanson, and Austin Riley were all hitless. They still end up beating the team uh, with the best record in the American League, and it happens from Spencer Strider you know, just having another fantastic outing. Uh, his second this week against two of the best teams in all of baseball. Obviously, you know, Vaughn Grissom hits another home run. Michael Harris, the second, comes through with that you know, game-tying, RB, a game-tying double uh, in the 10th the inning. And then, obviously, Travis Darno come off the bench. The first pinch hit uh, walk-off that the Braves have had since Max Freed against the Marlins on July 4th. Uh, just absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, but, you, I mean, you're, you're right. This is how teams that, you know, win and manage uh, – great teams manage to find a way to get things done when everything on paper says, you know, okay, this is going to be a really tough week for them. This is going to be a, a real proving ground. And they've now won – you know, five of the first seven games that they faced against two of the best teams in all of baseball, it's it's pretty stunning. 
Truly it is, folks. We're spending time on the waitfor.com hotline this morning with Corey McCartney. Do he it. is social. Uh, you can find you him go. on Twitter at Corey. <laughs> Why are you saying that? It <laughs> is Corey J. McCartney uh, on Twitter. Uh, Corey, you, you mentioned, let's talk about this this youth movement and, and this kid squad facing a team like Houston. For the first time, they watched these guys on TV, but they've never actually been on the field and lined up with this group. And, and the fact that they still go out, we talk about Harris, talk about Grissom, and Strider going six strong innings. What that means for this team going forward to to face a team like this in a lineup like this and have this kind of success? I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's it's kind of mind-boggling, right? Because you think about, you know, I was, I was trying to, to kind of piece this together. You know, again, I, I moved to Atlanta in 2005. So I was here, you know, for the, obviously, the baby Braves, Jeff Francoeur, that kind of whole explosion there. Um, I was working at Sports Illustrated in the time, and obviously Frank Cole was on the cover of SI with the natural and all that stuff. And it, it was certainly a big youth movement that year, and you felt you know, how pivotal that group was into keeping that streak of, of uh, you know, division titles alive. It honestly feels like this is even bigger because yep. of the fact that, you know, one, you've got, you've got two guys that you could end up making an argument for. Uh, in terms of an NL Rookie of the Year in Spencer Strider and Michael Harris II. And they've, you know, one of them, they obviously decided they loved so much they put a ring on it and locked him up for a uh, contract that could go as long as 10 years. Um, and then, you know, Strider, you know, you're talking about a, right now, 13.5 Ks per nine is the best for any rookie in history. That's knocking off Kerry Wood in his 12.58 uh, from 1998. Mm-hmm. And Vaughn Grissom has a 385 average through his first 11 games. The only player who's ever done better in a Braves uniform in that span is Jeff Francoeur in 2005 to bring it all back together. So that's how good this this young group has been for them. And um, you know, I, honestly, you can say, okay, you know, do, do they not know any better against the teams that they're facing? They, sh- they know they shouldn't. Don't know that they shouldn't be in this position. Uh, there's a book out on Spencer Strider. He keeps making adjustments that you know, fastball slider combination doesn't matter. Uh, Michael Harris keeps coming through at the plate, just coming through in clutch situations. We'll see uh, as Grissom gets a lo- little bit lo- further along, obviously 11 games, an extremely small sample size. But um, it, it, it's pretty amazing what they've been able to get out of this core of rookies. And, and uh, you know, to come back to it, I, I don't know if you looked at, at the, the height of what they got in 05. Obviously, Brian McCann you know, came along in that run too. But th- this group has a, a chance to really be special now and I think long term. You know, they've been using that phrase, the baby Braves, and, and not realizing or remembering that, like you're talking about the 05 team. But I was thinking about this. If you attached it to this particular team, they're all basically babies. And I was thinking, who's the, who's the elder statesman on this team in the everyday lineup? Who was that? For, it, Matt Olson? Probably. Okay. And, and that dude just signed an, what was it? <laughs> Six, eight-year deal, seven-year deal, six-year deal? What was it? That he when he came here to Atlanta, Matt Olson's contract. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, so he got uh, he got a uh, eight year extension. Eight year deal. Okay, the fact that he is the elder statesman of this team, I mean, Alex Anthopoulos has got to be just sitting in his office grinning from ear to ear. Sam and I talked about this earlier. Here's the question: When you start to think about the future of what this team may look like, where is it that you pencil Grissom in? Because you got to have him in that lineup, especially once Ozzy comes back. And I'm going to assume that they pencil Dansby back on this team. They give him the contract. Maybe Dansby gives him a hometown discount or whatever. But you keep that infield intact, and you got to keep Grissom in that lineup. I don't think that's going to be at a DH position. So does he take over one of the outfield positions and make that transition that we talked about? Actually, we talked about it yesterday when they put Chipper out there. 
I think you're going to have to, right? I mean, I, I was, uh, you know, certainly he doesn't profile as a DH, and I think you know the DH allows you to have somebody that can be more of a run producer, and he's just such an athletic kid. I can't imagine they could try. Remember, they, they put Evan Gaddis in left field before in a team that went to the postseason. Uh, you know, we've seen Austin Riley in left field before. I, I, I have no doubt that, uh, that Vaughn Grissom can make the transition. Now, maybe it doesn't happen this season because I just don't think there's enough time. to get, You don't want to get him down. To, uh, to Gwinnett to get him some games to get used to playing it because you don't want to take that bat away from what he can do at the major league level. But maybe that becomes a point of transition for him in this offseason if, uh, if Dansby Swanson is indeed back because I just don't think that you can get away from being able to, to have him out there every day and finding a spot for him. So And obviously you don't want him to be a bench player as well because the batsman is so productive. But I just don't know that they have another option beyond trying to see if he can move over to play left field. Spending time on the waitforit.com hotline with Corey J. McCartney. Um, Charlie Morton gets the ball today. And um, which do you think we will see uh, from him? Of course, he, you know, had kind of got things turned around when the season began. Since that time, though, we've seen him pitch more like the guy that we saw late last season. And how important is it for us to see uh, see that from him uh, as we head for the month of September? He's certainly chased a lot of good outings with bad. I mean, you go back to you know July 13th, he gives up five earned runs to the Mets. Next time out, you know he he's scoreless over six, and he gives up four over five innings. Then he's you know scoreless over six and two thirds, and been like that the last couple of times. You know, he was certainly great against the Mets the last time out uh, through six and two thirds, struck out 12 batters, um, you know tying his season high. You know, it's obviously crucial from the end that, you know, you think about your, your three guys you're going to ride as that, those rotational pieces during the postseason is going to be Freed, Morton, and Strider. And, you know, you can, you know, make, I'm sorry, Freed, uh, yeah, Freed, uh, Wright, and, and Strider. So uh, where do you find, you know, where does Morton kind of fit into that mix? Does, does he become, you know, that guy that you want to use in a, in a postseason situation? Because right now, I mean, he hasn't been, you know, the, the top three in there, even though he's your – you know, your veteran guy. So I think it, it creates a lot of interesting scenarios uh, when you get to short series, like how you're going to be able to utilize Charlie Morton. Uh, I, I didn't know I would be saying that, um, you know, a few months ago, but certainly it feels like that right now. Uh, that, that's kind of where they're at in my mind. This is Corey McCartney. You can hear him along with being on our show every Sunday, 5 p.m. with Grant McCauley. From the Diamond is the show. And I would imagine – but I could be wrong. At some point in tonight's show, you guys are going to mention the special anniversary that happened on Friday. Uh, there was a major anniversary in Braves lore that happened on Friday 40 years ago. Are you familiar with what I'm talking about? Sam and I have talked about this a number of times. But, uh, Corey, are you familiar with what I'm talking about? And not at the at first blush. What, what are, where are we getting to? The Braves had made a trade. The player was... Set to Atlanta for a 7 o'clock, I guess, first pitch. He landed in Atlanta in the afternoon and got on 285 and missed the game. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. That was the 40th anniversary Pasquale of Perez. Pasquale Perez just <laughs> looping the city. <laughs> yeah, just going around, man. <laughs> Looking for – and eventually he found the stadium. Yep. But uh, the game was – And they made him a jacket with I-285 on the back of <laughs> Yeah. Where is that jacket? I, I have no idea, but they gave him a jacket with I-285 on the back of it. He, he earned that. Yeah. There's a Can great I... T-shirt. There's a great like kind of poster that they have of him, too, uh, a cartoon poster. You can look it up on Flight on Google of that. 
I want to I want to get your thoughts on on a player, and this is away from the Braves, but I am really really enjoying the last part of this season and watching what Albert Pujols is doing. We're going to take on the Cardinals on this next road trip after the Pirates, and I wouldn't have any problem with them dudes grooving some fastballs to him so he can get four more home runs, not necessarily all in that one series, but passing a rod. But your thoughts on on Albert Pujols when you sit back 20 years from now, you're talking to your kids or grandkids, whatever, about this player during a time when anybody who had his kind of numbers were getting accused of taking PEDs, but yet nothing, I mean nothing, ever came at Albert. Your thoughts on him? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, one of the greatest right-handed hitters of all time. And as we get to this point now, he's at 692. I mean, I know he says he's not coming back, but – I kind of want to see him. If he doesn't get it, I want to see him back, right? I want to see somebody get to 700 that we have no questions about because that's the thing, right? I mean, it is, right. you know, him joining that class and having the first guy, you know, and you know, that back to the, you know, the, the days of, you know, some of the greatest hitters of all time. You're talking about not having questions about whether or not they took performance enhancing drugs. So uh, if he inches that much closer, I really want to see him come back next season and, you know, and now I'm getting to the point. It's like, what would you rather see this season? Would you rather see Aaron, you know, Aaron Judge break the single season Yankees record uh, of 61 by Roger Maris, or wow. you know, Albert Pujols get to 700? Um, I think to me, I want to, I want to see Albert. I want to see yeah. something. That I don't know when we're ever going to see this again. Um, so, uh, you know, it's uh, man, he's getting close. He's making it a lot more interesting uh, than I certainly thought he was going to. Didn't think going back to St. Louis would be like a fountain of youth for him. I don't know. I, I did. Now, no. I don't know if you, you saw this coming. No way. I mean, I. I mean, think about last year. He was good against you know lefties, and you were able to put him. He hasn't been a, a bub league average hitter to this degree. I mean, since honestly, since his last time in St. Louis, right? Uh, that he's forty percent above league average right now. He's not been at that number since two thousand and eleven when he was still a Cardinal. And you know the other part about this is, and this is kind of bittersweet. He he, he knocked out two yesterday. The Cardinals just ran all over the Diamondbacks. But he got those two home runs against a guy who's going to the Hall of Fame. And you just, I, I don't know how I feel about the end of his career, but looking at Madison Bumgarner right now, um, I don't know, you kind of look at it with a skunk eye and go, man, I wish this guy had some of that magic from a few years ago. Yeah, and I think it'd be nice if he, would, if he wouldn't have wound up where he's at, right? I mean, I think if he had maybe gone for a different contract, you know, maybe he'd be in a different situation than he was right here. I mean, he signed five for 85 with the, with the Marlon, with the Diamondbacks, and he's there through 24. The, the deal's so big, they can't move him to a contender. So it kind of feels like you're just going to watch him kind of play out this, you know, this really fantastic career, uh, just playing the strings out there in the desert. Yeah. Hey, Corey, listen, as always, we thank you and appreciate the, uh, the back-to-back uh, days joining us on the show this weekend. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you very, very much hey, you again. Guys got it. You can tune in tonight, 5 o'clock, from the Diamond is the Show. It's Corey and Grant McCauley. Uh, we're going to wrap things up. Got a couple things we have not had a chance to mention during the show. That is coming up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg. Nice caller, Eric. I like that one. I love that video, especially. On this uh, 21st day of August, Sunday morning, we say to you, again, just good morning, George, and thank you for letting Sam and I and Eric and our guests be a part of your Sunday morning, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, overall, man, so good to have you back. But as we've been saying throughout the show, Mike Conti brought it up, you need a nap sometime soon. You and Eric and everybody working with the High School Scoreboard Show. That you guys recharge the batteries and get ready to go for it next week. Yeah, man. It'll be week two. We're looking forward to your school day's guest. Of course, if you missed that earlier, uh, it will be up on. Now, the, the Twitter page is still a work in progress, correct? It's still there. People can go to it now, right, Eric? We can go to it now. Yeah, but what he's asking is, have we started putting the podcast out on the right. Twitter page yet? On so, the Twitter page, though. I think it's still on the website. It's, on, it's, go, on, yeah, yeah. it's on the website under the Sam and Greg moniker, but I'll put it out on the – I'll put the link to the podcast on – at HSS Sports 929. And maybe we'll put that on the high school segment. There's a, there's a high school page on, on, on the website where Day Day Lewis and I have been putting some blogs and some things of that nature, so maybe it can, uh, can, 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 can get them there. But we will make sure and put them out some places so people can hear it this week. All right, and also I want to thank you guys for allowing me to do this show as I've been doing it um, and, and taking care of my lady who's been going through COVID and and. I mean, there's people who've had it worse, but she she just had a, a tough time with it. But she tested negative yesterday, so we'll be I'm back out. I feel like Dorothy when the house landed there in Oz and everything went from black and white to color. <laughs> so everything's cool. And, and Jesse has been taking care of uh, her mama all this time, and so I am so glad she's um, been feeling better. Yeah. Um, I know that there was something that we you wanted to talk about that was an event that we we all sort of we saw happen. We shook our heads, and then. Just sort of moved on. Yeah. but well, I don't know if we kind of moved on. There's some people that were watching my Facebook Live that reminded me about it this morning. I want to bring Eric in on this, too. Um, the, the piece of video out of Dallas, Texas, that came out this week that was really disturbing at a, a youth uh, sport, youth football event and uh, uh, that involved the shooting of a youth football coach and uh, just a, a senseless, senseless thing. And you, you know what? You do that, and what does that do? It, it, it causes some people – who would be involved in this, which you, you're teaching, a nine-year-old. No, no nine-year-old is getting a D1 scholarship. No nine-year-old is getting ready to be a first-round draft pick. You know, a nine-year-old is learning, is learning things about, you know, fair play, sportsmanship, cooperation, teamwork, um, you know, those type things. And what could some grown-ups, you know, get into that would cause something like that to happen in a situation where you're supposed to be teaching young folk to just enjoy participating in a sport, I have no idea. I I, I concur. It makes it's it's mind boggling that this happens at a youth sporting event. You know, just here in Atlanta uh, last year or earlier this year, when the event happened at the rec league or the summer league basketball game out in DeKalb County, and right. people said the same thing. You know, this is this is supposed to be a fun experience. It's supposed to be a learning experience, and it goes to that level. Yes, competition is. A great thing. We preach competition. We enjoy competition, but we gotta look at the bigger picture on this because someone is, you know, fighting for their lives. I can't remember. I didn't read the whole story, but the 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 the, the senseless violence, senseless violence, yeah, is uncalled for. It's just unimaginable. And you know, prayers out to those folks down there in Texas. And yeah. and and if we're gonna continue this conversation, is it fair to say? And I'm gonna ask you, Eric, because you are a ref, you are an ump, and, and the things that you you do these jobs. Unfortunately, wasn't this inevitable over the last decade or so? Haven't we talked about the progression of adults acting acting out on the sidelines at their kids' events? And it, the 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 nonsense has just progressed from from yelling crazy things and 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 profanity to fights going on to gang well, I don't say gang fights but a gang of people going at it and wasn't this just the logical extension of that 
you know, and it's unfortunate. And I don't say that with any sort of lightness, but how do you, how do you turn that around? Do you eliminate having parents come in? Do we have nothing but these games that we talked about last week, Sam and I, we, we talked about the, um, the, the, the games between the kids and, and, and the cops, and that's it? No officials, no nothing? I, I don't know. As you say, senseless, but how do, we, how, how do you begin to char- start to change that is the question. Well, I will say this. you, you got to take the fact that it happened at a sporting event kind of out of it. Yes, um, it's senseless violence, but, you know, we have school shootings, which is even more senseless. Right. Yeah. We have shootings at movie theaters, shootings at concerts, Anywhere there that there is violence that should not happen, now, of course there's nowhere that violence should happen. Um, it's it's a bigger, bigger, bigger thing that needs to be addressed. Um, that it happened at a a sporting event, you know, emotions will get high at sporting events. We all know this. Even from the little league level, when you have those commit those um, competing small neighborhoods, you know, we don't know the backstory. That could be a a rivalry that leads into the same high schools where, you know, we, we talk about the high schools here. They all have their feeder systems. And when those feeder systems play each other, it's intense. It's it's emotional. As an adult, as a parent, as whoever you are, a, a figure, you got to have a better head about yourself. You have to be hold yourself to a higher standard. And that's where the, 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 the foundation was broken. Like I said, since it was at a sporting event, it's going to make news. But no matter where it happens – is something that's got to be done on a higher level. We've got to do better as a society. So, again, the question is you just can't chalk it up to, well, that's the price of doing business in 2022. There's got to be something, some crazy measure that makes for, why are y'all doing this? Why are you do-? Because of what we've seen in the past. That's why. And I don't know what that is and what you can get away with. But if it's metal detectors, if it's whatever, somebody's got to come up with something as opposed to just throwing your hands up in the air. And I'm not saying that's what you're saying, but just throwing your hands up and saying, ah, well, what are you going to do? You're going to frisk everybody walking in. You're going to, you know, have metal detect. Whatever it is, the craziness has just seemed to increase over recent history. And and it's unfortunate. And And, and to me, we see it more so in in youth sports, uh, not so much once you get to high school. Because once again, uh, something is read at each and every uh, GHSA event in any sport about a conduct code of code of conduct they expect from people who are there, the things that can be said or, or yelled or anything like that or, or, or being involved with the, with the game uh, on the field. Um, mm-hmm. you, I don't think you get that so much when you're dealing with youth sports, and this was what the situation was. So, you know, maybe tighten the reins. How do you tighten the reins on that? You know, what, what is it that, that, that you need to do? But someone, you know, it should really, uh, you know, raise a spotlight on that, what could have been done to avoid that situation and try to defuse situations like that in the future. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. We are going to get out of here. Eric's going to tell me in a second who was uh, following us because I'm here and I don't have the stuff in but front of me. I do want to mention before we do yeah. that that NASCAR is running a road race course today. They're up at Watkins Glen, New York. Chase Elliott, our home folk, is on the pole for the race. Kyle Larson is second, but Kyle Larson's in trouble because his uh, car failed pre-race inspection Uh-oh. and crew chief has been ejected for today's Uh-oh. game. Uh, today's race. Uh, Larson won this race a year ago. A lot of international drivers have come over. A couple of former F1 drivers have come over to drive this race. Remember we talk about all of these road race events that yeah, NASCAR is adding. Yeah. Are you going to get some of those guys to come over and give it a try? I'm telling you, Greg, by the time they get to Chicago next year, no telling who's going to be coming driving NASCAR uh, to, be a, to be a part of that event, which we I- still got to find a place where we're going to go and, and watch that. 
Oh, I ain't, I ain't worried about that. Well, we just got to get up there first. I got to get you there first. Uh, again, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929thegame929thegame.com. We didn't talk about this either. Did you hear this story uh, from attributed to Dana White, what he said, that he had actually brokered a deal for Tom Brady to join the Las Vegas Raiders and that at the last minute John Gruden blew it up? No. Yeah, man. They had to, you need to check this story out. And again, given the person it's coming from, some people may not think you know this is a guy's a walking promoter. So may, I don't know. But there's a story that after Brady retired, Dana White was part of the group. Now, again, I didn't know he had any connection with the Raiders. I know he's obviously out there in Vegas, but he was part of a group of people working with the Raiders that were going to bring Tom Brady. And he was ready according to Dana White and the story, he was already shopping for houses and he was going to join the Raiders. Wow. As opposed to what we know now, him with Tampa Bay, but he was joining the Raiders and John Gruden at the last second blew it up. Wow. Yeah, you got to check. Go read that story. I'm sure you'll find it on the ESPN. Anyway, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. As the show winds down, it's time for us to cover some of the things we haven't yet as we flush out some of the small stories we may have missed with Sam and Greg. On this August 21st, Sam, did you know that John Hampton patented Venetian blinds? Did not. 1841. 1858, Sam, did you know, was the first Lincoln-Douglas debate in Illinois. Or, if you want to put it another way, Abraham Lincoln debated Stephen A. Uh, How about that? Yeah. (laughs) That's that's a debate then and now. on this date what was the first car that you drove not the first car that you owned sam the first car that you drove whoa can you remember well let me get back to you on that because today was the day the first osmobile was manufactured the first car i actually drove was a delta 88 and it was lenny bednarkis who lived down the street on my block and i was washing his car and he let me drive it from his house around the block back to my house and i washed it and i drove this big old car then he had yeah, a it's bon- huge those things were big oh man it was crazy and then he got a bonneville after it. lenny was a big boy <laughs> lenny, lenny lenny was was oak park's ralph cramden back then yeah, he but anyway liked, he, he liked them big oh yeah he did ah this one uh, eric ears up baltimore pitcher joe mcginty Punched and spit on umpire Tom Connolly on this date because of a previous day's loss. Well, he got a lifetime suspension for that. Lifetime. And, the, and then the next day it was reduced to 12 days. <laughs> Whoa. Politics and baseball goes Whoa. way back. What year was that? That was 1901. 1901. 1911 on this day, the Mona Lisa was stolen from the Louvre, and it wasn't recovered for, until two years later. In 1913. All right, uh, I'm going to read this reverently because it should. On this day, 1955, Emmett Till arrived in Money, Mississippi. A week later, and we all know what happened. And if you don't know this story, take some time, go to Google Emmett Till. Yeah. But it happened on this day. We don't have time to get do a deep dive into that. But Emmett Till arrived in Money, Mississippi on this day, 1955. Here's one I didn't know. We knew that Patsy Klein recorded crazy, right? Big international hit on this day, 1961. But do you know who wrote that song? 
for Patsy Cline. Do not. It was a struggling young songwriter named Willie Nelson. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's where he got it from. On this day, 1967, Casey's Ken Harrelson, otherwise White Sox fans know him as the Hawk, became baseball's first free agent. That's the way it was written. I'm going to question that because I always thought it was Andy Messersmith, but it was a different kind of deal there. Um, life changed for my family and a lot of others on this day, 1968. The Democratic Convention opened up in Chicago. If you want to Google something else, YouTube Mayor Richard J. Daley getting on TV. You want to talk about power at this point? It didn't land in Washington back then. It was in the city of Chicago. And this dude got on TV and got away with telling everyone that he gave an order for the cops to shoot to kill. Wow. Because of the rioters going on downtown in Grant Park and in Chicago. Mayor Richard J. Daley did that, but the convention started in Chicago on this date. 1972, Sam, on this date, the first hot air balloon flight happened over the Alps. I say this to you. Is there any kind of aircraft that you would avoid more than a hot air balloon? Because I know <laughs> I would. I hate helicopters. I get into a helicopter before I get into a hot air balloon. I got in one once. And did you enjoy at a, it? At a high school game. Well, yeah. They, uh, they had one out at North Gwinnett one night. They were playing Park View. And, so you want to go up in there? Yeah, hey, why not? 1975, Sam, the first shutout, combined shutout, was pitched by brothers. If you had to guess who they were, take a stab at it. It was 1975. Brothers pitched the shutout. We're up against it. Paul and Rick Russell. Uh, Rick Russell, remember him? Dirty yep. Dancing was released yep. on this day, 1987. And celebrating a birthday, <laughs> Al Cap- speaking of Chicago and gangsters, Al Capone's nemesis would have been, uh, was born on this day, Bugs Malone. If that's mm. not a gangster's name, I don't know what yeah, is. Yeah, really. Bugs Malone was his nemesis. This is the guy credited with inventing the drive-by shooting. That was his given name, Bugs. It was his, his given name was George, but okay. he became Bugs. All right, um, There's a lot and, of George Malones out there. <laughs> but but this guy, the way they used to, he used to send guys out with Tommy guns and sit in those cars and drive by Al Capone's bars and just shoot into it. He's credited with that. But he is also, and his boys known for, seven of his members were the ones that were killed during the Saint Valentine's Day massacre. So those were Bugs Malone, Bug. Bugs Malone's guys. Somebody from our, who was very instrumental in all of our lives um, because of the work he did, Frizz Freeling. Frizz Freeling was the chief animator for Warner Brothers behind all the Looney Tunes cartoons and Merry Melodies. That was Fritz Freeling. Also celebrating the birthday on his day, I mentioned Will Chamberlain, Jack Buck, Chris Schenkel, also Kenny Rogers. Ah. Loretta Devine. Link from the Mod Squad. Clarence Williams III also played per, uh, Prince's father in Purple Rain. Right. Harry Smith from CBS. Yeah. Joe Strummer from The Class. Rocked the Casbah. Uh, lost him in 2002. Uh, Archie Griffin. Birthday today. Only two-time Heisman Trophy winner. Yep. Kim Cattrall is 66 years old today. Is she? And, and she is, man. Kim Cattrall, born in his day 66, 56. And we finish with... The only quarterback of the Chicago Bears who's got himself a Super Bowl ring, Jim McMahon, celebrating a birthday today. How about so there that? you go. The list of insignificant information I ended to dump at the end of our show every, every week there, man. So uh, we have got Chris Goff. Is he ready to join us for a second? I don't know if he is or not. I've been trying to get him, but no, he's not. Nah, but he's coming sorry. up. Listen, you guys, Eric and, 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 and Sam, 
Go home, get yourself a nap, put your feet up. we got three NFL uh, preseason games going on today. Philly at Cleveland, Cincinnati at New York, Baltimore at Arizona. And then, of course, tomorrow we're all getting ready for Atlanta against the Jets. But, uh, you know, put your feet up, flip between those games and the Braves, and just relax from the week that you guys did because you had a great week, and we all enjoyed High School Scoreboard Show. Looking forward to its second second show of the season next Friday night, 7 o'clock. Everything gets started, right? That's it. You guys have a big day. For the rest of you, we can't thank you enough for letting us be a part of your Sunday morning. It's Sam and Greg. We'll be back next Saturday morning. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.